Summary for Parashat Beha'alotecha. When the Nesi'im, the princes, brought their korbanot for the inauguration of the Mishkan, Shevet Levi was not represented. Aharon thought that maybe God was so angry at him for the golden calf. Hashem told Moshe to tell Aharon that he will have the mitzvah of the menorah, which is greater and done every day. The menorah had seven lights. The six outer ones leaned toward the middle one. The lamp that was the second closest from the right towards the Kodesh HaKodashim was called the Ner HaMa'aravi. Others say it was the middle lamp. The Leviim were chosen to help the Kohanim do their service. Before they were allowed to do the Avodah, they needed to be purified. This required multiple steps. First, they were sprinkled with the water that contained the ashes of the Para Aduma, the red heifer. Second, all the hair on their body was shaven. Third, the Jews then rested their hands on the Leviim, since the Leviim were a korban kapara for them. Fourth, the Leviim were lifted up and waved by Aharon. Lastly, the Leviim rested their hands on the two bulls that were then brought as a sacrifice, one as a korban chatat and one as a korban ola, a sin offering and a burnt offering. After these were carried out, they were able to begin serving in the Mishkan. The holiday of Pesach is on the 15th day of Nisan. However, before Pesach in the year 2449, there was a group of men who were impure and were unable to perform the mitzvah of Korban Pesach at the proper time. They asked Moshe Rabbeinu if there was any way for them to bring the Korban Pesach with the rest of the Jews. Hashem told Moshe that any Jew who could not bring a Korban Pesach at the right time, either because he was impure or didn't reach the Bet HaMikdash on time accidentally, he brings a Korban Pesach on the 14th of Iyar, one month later, and should eat it that night with Matzah and Maror. He may have Chametz in his house and may also do Melacha. We call this Yom Tov Pesach Sheni. Sometimes, B'nai Israel were camped in a location for a short time and sometimes for much longer. Hashem told Moshe to make two silver trumpets, which were to be blown by Aharon's sons, Elazar and Itamar. A tekiah with only one trumpet, called to gather the princes. A tekiah, a long sound with both trumpets, called to gather all of Ben Israel. When a tekiah teruah tekiah was heard, that's a long sound followed by short sounds, followed by another long sound, that signaled that they would be traveling. Additionally, the cloud over the Mishkan placed itself over Shevet Yehuda, and Moshe would pray, Kuma Hashem v'yafutsu o'yevecha, Hashem, please protect us. The Jews were due to arrive in Eretz Israel soon. At this time, they had not yet sinned with the spies. After days of traveling, the Erev Rav complained that they were exhausted from the travel. This was a terrible lack of hakarat hatov, gratitude. After all, Hashem did for them. A fire came down and consumed many of them, along with the elders, who were guilty of staring at the Divine Presence at Har Sinai. Even so, they continued to complain. This time they complained that all they have to eat is daman, and they miss certain vegetables, fish, and meat. The Jews also started grumbling with the Erev Rav, which shows us the danger of bad company. Moshe felt it was due to his lack of leadership that caused the Jews to react this way, and to be deserving of such a punishment. Although it was not, Hashem commanded Moshe to choose 70 new elders, six from each tribe with two left over. When they gathered in front of the Mishkan, Hashem's presence rested on them and they became 
prophets. The two extra elders, Eldad and Medad, who were Moshe's half-brothers, also received prophecy. They had a prophecy that Moshe will die and Yahushua will lead them into Israel. Yahushua was very upset when he heard this. But Moshe said in response, I pray that every Jew should become a Navi. The next morning, Hashem sent a mighty wind which brought huge amount of birds called Selav. The people who were greedy collected and ate more than they needed. Although they were happy now, those who rebelled against Hashem died. At Matan Torah, Moshe became the greatest prophet of all time. As Moshe knew that Hashem might beat him at any moment, he had to ensure that he was always in a state of Tahara and Kedusha, holiness and purity. Therefore, he separated himself from his wife, Tzipporah. Moshe's sister, Miriam, felt it was not correct and discussed it with her brother Aharon in front of Moshe. This did not bother Moshe, and he didn't answer out of humility. Even when someone talks against us, we need to learn to control ourselves and remain silent. Hashem spoke on Moshe's behalf and criticized them. And when Hashem's Shekhinah left, Miriam was covered with tzarat, a skin disease, as a punishment for speaking Lashon Hara. Moshe prayed to Hashem a very short tefillah for her. El na refa na la. Hashem answered Moshe's tefillah, but said that Miriam must first go outside of all three camps for seven days. Even though the Jews were meant to enter into Eretz Yisrael very soon, the entire Jewish nation waited seven days until Miriam was tehora, pure. This was midah keneged midah, measure for measure, for her waiting by the Nile to watch over Moshe. We are commanded to remember this moment every day, to remember to avoid saying anything that can be lashon hara or construed as such.